again, film ferrets. It's your bow tie wearing podcaster, also known in some circles as the Forsaken Ferret. And I have another episode of my Forsaken Film Reviews podcast just for you. It's where I look at a film for its story, character, execution, nuance, and entertainment. And for episode nine of my podcast, I've gone to my email looking for another truly Forsaken segment. And one of the emailers had requested that I take a look at one of his favorite forgotten films of the 80s. And believe me, this is quite a doozy of a film. Uh, it's filled with killer bots, buxom babes, and boomtastic blowouts. So for you, my friends, I'll be reviewing 1986's Shopping Mall. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. It dead meat. But you're never alone in the chopping mall. What's that? Robot life. Shopping costs you an arm and a leg. So the story of Chopping Mall is basically about four couples who are locked inside of a shopping mall after hours. With them are these three high-tech security bots. The so-called protectors become kill bots, however, when a freak lightning storm hits the main processor with a, on the roof of the mall. And from that point on, it becomes man versus machine as the robots and humans uh, find newer ways to eliminate each other. Kelly Maroney and uh, Tony O'Dell lead up the cast of characters as the nerdish Allison and Ferdy. Uh, Susie Slater, meanwhile, is paired up with John Terleski as uh, Lisa and Mike. I really liked Mike's character uh, because he had this... Uh, funny smirk about him and he was always chewing bubblegum in the film and it, it just kind of made his character stand out to me more Nick Siegel and horror favorite Barbara Crampton also team up as the couple of Greg and Susie in this film my favorite couple however has to be uh, played by Russell Todd and Carrie Emerson though uh, they play the married couple of Rick and Linda uh, again of the four couples uh, this couple was my favorite I know we're supposed to like Allison and Ferdy more, but I couldn't help but root for Rick and Linda, and I really did want them to be the the heroes of the story. Overall, I think the acting was decent, despite the campy dialogue and the lack of character depth. I was somewhat disappointed that the film didn't make Rick and Linda the heroes. I really do believe that of the characters, they were most deserving. Now, maybe I would change my mind if I had watched the original version of this film, uh, which is about 15 minutes longer, and reportedly it had some more developmental scenes between Allison and Ferdy, though maybe there was a good chance that I would have liked the main heroes to be the heroes. From an execution standpoint, uh, this film is directed by Jim Wynorski. He directed other films like Deathstalker 2 and Not of This Earth. He interestingly also voiced the film's killbots. 
Oh, oh, uh, you know, th they're meant to be protectors, but eh, they're killbots, really. There wasn't much about the scenery of this film because it was set inside of a shopping mall. That said, though, the mall happens to be the Sherman Oaks Galleria, which was used in many films like Commando, uh, Terminator 2, Phantom of the Mall, and of course, Interspace. Uh, the makeup and the special effects were pretty good, especially one scene where uh, one of the characters' head is exploded. <laughs> the laser beams were a bit hokey, though, and, and they sounded a little bit like they had come off of toys. So, eh. The killbots themselves, however, were awesome and, and very realistic. The various implements of death that they used were quite inventive, I thought. The music by Chuck Serino was appropriate for the film, too. It was a blend of 80s-type synth pop uh, with a, a splash of horror and some action film thrown into the mix. Nuance-wise, I think the film certainly appears to have drawn uh, inspiration from The Terminator, uh, which happened to be released two years before this film. You could kind of see this with the fact that the protectors are, are series 101, just like the Terminator. And the final scene with Allison and the Killbots, it's hard not to see the parallels between this film and Terminator, especially in that last scene. Uh, and there's also a few references to Roger Corman films in this movie. Overall, the film had this dark humor about it, uh, like when the bots would kill a, per a person and then they would announce, have a nice day. <laughs> and then there was uh, kind of a, a scene where the, the, the guys kind of have a little fun going the other way, uh, where when they wounded one of the protectors, uh, they claim that it's leaking robot blood, you know? The film is extremely dated, though. There's some very 80s phrases. The outfits that they're wearing are very 80s looking. And, well, get this. They also had a $1.25 pack of cigarettes. Oh, my. <laughs> As entertainment goes, I think this film was uh, a fun one to watch. It feels a bit rushed, though. And, well, it, it didn't have anything that made you cringe, though. People who like campy films will very much enjoy this film, I think. Uh, fans of hardcore horror, though, would probably look at this film and call it exploitation light, you know? Well, it's time for me to take a break at this moment, so I'll see you in a few. Scrap metal for this. Hey, I see your identification badge, please. Identification badge? Do not make any sudden moves. Sudden move? I'll give you a sudden move upside your head. What the hell is that? What is this, you worthless pile of junk, huh? Hey, look. I'm like you, you know? I work here. See? Huh? See that? Oh, shit. I know you bastards are going to be trouble when they first brought you in here. Ah! 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 Thank you. Have a nice day.
Nothing's bad for your health. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hi, this is Dolph Lundgren. Hi, I'm Lance Henriksen. Hi, this is Keith Gordon. Robert Kuhn. Miguel Ferrer. Nancy Allen. Robert Davi. Richard Elfman. Ileana Douglas. Patrick Warburton. Dwing Hauser. Cliff DeYoung. Steve Railsback. Mr. D. William Cass. If you haven't been listening to the Projection Booth podcast, you're missing out. Each week, the Projection Booth brings you in-depth discussions of some of the most interesting movies ever made. I'm Mike White. No, the other one. I'm the guy who wrote the film fanzine Cashiers to Cinemart since 1994. Since early 2011, I've been co-hosting the Projection Booth podcast. Try us, won't you? I never try anything. I just do it. Visit the Projection Booth at projection-booth.com. I am one sick puppy. If you like things that go bump in the night that you don't have to pay by the hour, check out the Dead as Hell Horror Podcast. Horror movie and comic book news and reviews at deadashellhp.com or deadashellhp on Stitcher, iTunes, Blackberry, and Zoom. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Astro Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast hosted by me, Derek Carey. I was one of those monster kids growing up. The one that used to sit in the back end of that video store and scour over every single last film cover you saw back there. From the slashers to the monsters to the sleazy stuff. Yeah, I was freaking obsessed. And I still am. So much so, I became a filmmaker myself. Now I bring on all my filmmaker friends, critics, musicians, and any other fans of the dark arts, which are horror, exploitation, and cult film. Are you one of these people? Then tune in and listen to my show, Astro Radio Z. Welcome back. It's time to look at the individual scene category scores, as well as my overall score for the film. Let's start out with a story. I think the strongest part of this film is perhaps the story, which is why I gave this a three out of five rating. Uh, The characters overall were good, but lacked some character depth. So it scored an average of two points. Otherwise, the execution was overall handled well with uh, the remote control robots being the highlights. Again, giving uh, this film an execution score of two. The film also scores a nuance of two. It was a bit light on the horror, but it's still a pretty good thriller nonetheless. And uh, I really do wonder what the younger audience would think of the 80s references in this film. Entertainment-wise, I was uh, averagely entertained, so it got an average score of two. It's something that would probably be fun to watch with friends over. So if you have an opportunity to do that, I would recommend it. Uh, So composite-wise, Chopping Mall receives a 2.2 bow ties out of 5. If you haven't seen this film, certainly go out and watch it. Now, if you would like to submit a film for me to look at for my truly forsaken segments, uh, please uh, send me an email at forsakenferret at outlook.com. And remember to check out my written reviews at forsakenfilmreviews.wordpress.com, where you can also learn about my scene method, as well as my bow tie rating system. And if you uh, do enjoy this podcast, please let your friends know. Share it, like it, 
and subscribe, of course. And if you're a big fan of horror and exploitation discussion, uh, then be sure to check out the Astro Radio Z podcast, as well as the other shows that are on the ARZ network. And so that is episode nine of uh, my podcast. I'll see you next time with another Forsaken Film Review 